Welcome back to the Beer O'Clock Podcast, I'm Dylan Toon. I'm Angus Norris. And we are here to bring you all of the latest views and outdated news from the Australian beer world and beyond. And uh, might sound a little bit different because we are in person for the first time in a while. It's been too long, hasn't it? Yeah, I don't actually, I was thinking about this before, I don't actually know how long it's been, is it? Three months, four months? Yeah, at a least we had, we had that one weird little seller segment <laughs> we did live. Mm. And then... Uh, yeah, Everything but, else is, yeah proper episode it's got to be the best part of two years <laughs> yeah or maybe we got one in last year i think we game. did the golden pints last yeah. year but, um, yeah we did actually. yeah that was probably it either way it's been quite a while um and quite a long time coming so yeah hope the adjustment isn't too much for people and hopefully not too much for us either yeah, and hopefully the sound quality is still yeah good. reasonably acceptable um, been a little bit longer than usual in between episodes, but we did put out two pretty close back to back last month, and um, obviously everything's been a bit crazy. Yeah, a bit nuts, work stuff, life stuff. Yeah, Victoria stuff. <laughs> so apologies uh, that this you know will probably be missing October. Probably just yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, apologies for that, but we'll be back to a more normal schedule with any luck in November, December onwards. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. You never know. I mean, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say anything. We shouldn't promise anything with yeah. our uh, with our track record. Yes, exactly. Um, and I think with that, we can hop straight into the news. Um, unless you have any website stuff. A um, couple of year of local things, but again, work stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got two, maybe two up this month, but we'll see. Feels like it's it's been coming along a little bit more than uh, it was. Yeah, I think we've at least ticked up. We've probably kept the numbers still to go the same, you know. There's, yeah. We've got two up in the month. There's probably been two or three openings. Yeah. <laughs> you, at least you've come out even. Yeah, roughly. Um, and we've got a little trip planned to, to knock out a few of those, um, and we'll probably do something podcast-related with that. Oh, that um, could be some real good content, depending yeah. when that gets recorded. Yeah, it, it may be one of those. It may be a podcast that gets recorded and never shown to people. Um, <laughs> we'll see how we go. But, uh, yeah, we'll have some more Year of the Local stuff. Uh, next time. Yes, next time. Um, and so, straight into the news, only one place to start. Uh, the Lion Purchase of Fermentum, which is Stone and Wood Fixation, Two Birds and Forest for the Trees and Associated things beers yeah I'm, I'm sure there's some other brands sunley is their seltzer yeah there? yeah there's um two birds have a seltzer too don't they yeah i think they do Chirp. chirpy chirpy it sounds is that like called two birds chirpy or something maybe who knows that sounds like a seltzer it does yeah, we may have just made it up but that sounds like a thing um yeah and did that was it wu-tang clan stuff as well that was mm, yeah were they seltzers or were they beers who knows no, no, they were they were like hazies. They were hazies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, all of those associated brands are, are going. Yeah, yeah. They're all gone as part of the sale to Lion. Yeah. Reportedly for about six hundred million bucks. Yeah. You know, you hear different numbers banded about, but I think that's the best number I've actually heard on the subject. It sounds reasonable. Ballparky. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's sort of like we always say, good on them. Theoretically, and then it always hurts a little bit. And I think this one especially stings a bit more than most. Yeah, I think so. I just think it's quite... Their sort of positioning after it has been quite disingenuous. They mm. were so staunchly independent. Do you remember that thing where they came out? I think it's after Bolter sold, or maybe it was Pirate Life. Where yeah. It was just that sanctimonious thing about independence and how important it was. And Yeah, I, I do. I do remember that. And it was... Um, they did always position themselves as, you know, we're independent, we're for the Byron community, 
Uh, and so you can't help but be a bit disappointed, I think. Whereas their positioning after it has been, oh, we never said we were independent. <laughs> we were always a conscious business. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I just a bit, I don't know. There's a few sort of bits that kind of go deeper as well with like uh, Tom Delmont uh, yeah. and how he has always felt about independence and so on and kind of being, I want to say forced, but being wedged into a very awkward position that he probably would have told wouldn't happen when he signed up. I, I think so, because he left Mountain Goat yeah. probably about exactly now, like, you know, almost two months after the sale, just like, nah, you yeah. know, independence is too important. Going out and joining up with the Stone and Wood guys who are as independent as, you know, they'll get. And I assume there was maybe not assurances, but certainly casual conversations that, ah, oh, don't worry, it's not going to happen, gonna here, happen. Mate. Yeah. And Two Birds is the other one, because they only got bought, what, in January? Yeah, into the into the Fermentum fold. And that that's, that's an intriguing one as to whether there was any indication that perhaps that was going to happen or not. I mean, I think we've discussed Two Birds in the podcast in the past, and they probably needed to do something. Yeah, they needed something. And I, I actually think this is probably quite good for their yes, brand. Yes, yes, agreed. Um, and I think they're very marketable. They've just were in an awkward spot, which we've discussed before. And Forest for the Trees is, um, I don't know how that keeps going here, but I mean, Fly Rabbit can keep going. Well, I mean. they released cans of like fruited sour the other day. Yeah, yeah. Which, so, so maybe it's helping them. Yeah, I, mean, I reckon they're probably going to become slightly more commercial, less barrel focused. It's a white rabbit, basically. Yeah. Although, I mean, white rabbit's releasing barrel-aged cans as well. I mean, barrel-aged little Riesling sours and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So. produce some good stuff. I think there's definitely, you know, as, as far as mainstream sort of barrel-aged wild stuff goes, there's definitely room for that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, not, not super stoked on a personal level, and I think a lot of people feel a little cheated. Um, yeah. I do like how they always go to Mars and... Um, yeah. for a comment and it's always he's always pretty bang on I think he was in this case too um, we can probably chuck a link to his comments yeah. into the show notes um, but yeah essentially wasn't super stoked no no and this <laughs> is two months on and I think you can hear both of us are still a bit like ah, yeah how hard do we want to go in here almost yeah um, yeah I think really the biggest question you know is I think they must have just run out of money or you know, yeah. and then they've been off. You know, they're build, building that big brewery. Mm. You know, the, there'd be stresses on how much capital they can actually access. Yeah, and yeah. then you know, Lion come along with six hundred million. All of that financial stuff goes away, <laughs> and it's it's a nice payday for the owners as well. And it's, yeah, it starts like, to get too easy to. How many of them wanted to get out? Yeah, exactly, and especially COVID priorities yeah. realigning, um, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean. I understand it. It doesn't mean that I have to like it necessarily. No, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's where we both sit in that. Yeah. Good on them, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's always been a bit like that with, um, with you know, breweries selling. It's always a bit happy for you, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think the problem is really, what does it mean for the independence movement in Australia? Because I don't think anyone can now sit there and truly believe someone's going to stay independent forever. If Stone and Wood, who've gone for 12 or 13 years or whatever it is, have gone independence, 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 it's the most mm. important thing, mm. and then actually. suddenly go, actually, 600 million bucks would be really nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess maybe what we could say is, you know, we're probably not going to have a global pandemic that That's throws true. out. But, I mean, you never know what happens, and it may... Well, yeah. we just need someone to eat another bat, and then off we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. Um 
but yeah, no, I agree. I think it's really interesting, and like you're you're looking at in big independent breweries. I mean, we were talking about this the other day. It's like like who's the next biggest? Is it is it a Burley? Is it Hawkers? Is it yeah? Um, you don't know, but it's probably Young Henrys or Gage yeah. or Gage Gage Rose. Yeah, but the thing is, they are orders of magnitude smaller yeah. than Stone and Wood. Yeah, I think. exactly. At least in terms of presence. The other thing that I've heard of, from a few people is that oh, the A Triple C might still save us. You know, if the A Triple C let the sale of CUB through, then one percent that Stone and Wood takes up at the market is not going to affect it. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. no way. Yeah, that they say no, you can't buy that. All of a sudden, yeah, I don't think Stone and Wood's going to be the thing that turns the needle on no no absolutely no way um and then really who's the next one to sell you Mm. know stone and wood was always the one that was there as like you know where we would say people would say oh stone and wood they'll be the next one to sell and we'd be like there's no way they're independent they're not going anywhere now you've lost that there's no real obvious takeover target yeah for the next one i mean gauge roads already sold once they're not going to sell again well Um, and they're also on the stock market yeah yeah um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I genuinely couldn't come up with one. Yeah. Um, you, you think of some of the bigger ones, like, um, you know, a lot of them are well-positioned, like Stomping Ground's more of a hospitality brand, and yeah. same with Moondog, almost. Well, apparently stuff. Stomping Ground isn't big outside of Victoria. Like, almost all of it's sold here. Yeah. Where it's massive here. Yeah, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so it's interesting. Yeah, I can't... I mean, yeah, maybe maybe a Burley or something, but they've just had an expansion, and they're doing incredible. And they're, what, up to 15 years, 20 years, yeah, something like yeah. that? Um, and they really you'd just be buying big head and I don't think they'd want to no yeah um, so yeah it'd be interesting someone's yeah. going to because Stone and Wood at least fills that hole for Lion in their portfolio of the craft stuff yeah because yeah. apparently they were losing massive market share to CUB on those sort of extra taps yes you know? so it's yeah. not your Carlton's and <laughs> bits where the problem are the problem is well they can offer me pirate life and <laughs> yeah yeah and you don't really you have I mean Lion's Choices were always a bit, you know. I mean, what did they... They would have had, what, Mountain Goat and Kosciuszko and... Yes, Squires. Squires, yeah. So, yeah, it's not... Yeah, it's not the same. Compared to Pirate Life. Exactly. Four Pines. Four Pines and and Green Beacon. Yeah, exactly. It's just not... It it adds up. I mean, the only other one I can think of is, you know, potentially Young Henry's, but I don't necessarily know if they'd want to sell. Um, They probably could sell pretty easily. I think they could sell, but Um, I I get the vibe that they don't want to. Yeah, funnily enough, they're probably like almost a bit more punk and independent than um certainly than their beer lets on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be interesting times. Do you have anything else you want to say on that? Or? I think that I think we've done that to death. Yeah, and Everyone's really, if you're looking if you're looking for news on this two months after, yeah. you know, there's other sources out there. Yeah, I think that that's more our thoughts, uh, and the news portion can be covered far better by others. Yeah, like sh- surely you're not hearing this for the first time here. And if you are, <laughs> then you know, good. Yeah, we're glad- <laughs> happy happy to help. Happy to help. And sorry for ruining your morning. Yes, yeah. <laughs> ruining the bottle of Pacifica you're drinking. Um, Feral is going to be sold again. Uh, Coke is exiting beer in Australia, so they're dropping all of their. Beer brands are focusing on soft drinks, is my understanding. And RTD spirits, apparently. Interesting. Um, so they're not exiting booze, it's just beer. It's beer and cider, apparently. Okay. But they What's, are still they going to... Do cider brands that they have? I'm any. not sure. I know they import Recorder League and they're yeah. still going to. Which, yeah, which seemed like a really strange thing to put in the statement. We're exiting beer and cider, but we're still the keeping Recorder League. Yeah. 
because recordedly was originally imported by Red Island, which right? is Dees. Dees. Yeah, and that's kind of what that gave them, got them a lot of their money early on. Yeah, um, which is quite funny the, the way the worm turns. But um, yeah, I think it's 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 interesting to see Feral sold again, and um, but like Feral's presence is dwindled. Yeah, like it's there, you can find it, but like it's yeah. Well, it's in double digit growth. Okay, so maybe it's just Western state. I focus. think so, and I think also it's not where we buy beer necessarily. You know, it's things like Dan's. Yeah. Know? And apparently the growth has been massively driven by Big E-Juice. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a good, good beer. beer. Yeah. Um, who is it? Who have they been sold to? Or they just... Is it no, more it's, going it is open for sale. Yeah, okay. Coca opening the process up for people to come and... So you'd assume one of CUB or Lime will probably do it. But... Well, that that's the thing. I, I actually don't know. Yeah. Like... Maybe Coopers, if they're going to actually try and do something that isn't be boring and be Coopers. Yeah, yeah. Um, although that, that it does work pretty well for them. Mighty Craft? Yeah, that's true. One well, of those little conglomerates. Yeah. Things, yeah. And then even the only other one I could think of, maybe Brendan Virus, the original. Goes and buys it back, yeah. Buys it back at a significant discount. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we've seen with Gage Roads, it can definitely it happen. It can happen. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know, but Brendan, another thing that I was surprised people didn't know, Brendan left Feral last year. Mm, okay, yeah, I didn't, I must must have missed that one. Yeah, I think they kept that quite yeah. quiet. Um, but there were lots of people saying, oh, you know, Brendan's still there, yada, yada. No, he's been gone for the best part of 18 months. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, who knows? Yeah, I mean, uh, I will keep you updated on this one. It's intriguing, though. Yeah, and that's all off the back of them uh, closing the brew pub. Yeah, so, this one, Valley one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which we'll get to later. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Gabs Can Design Award uh, was given out to Stomping Grounds Nectaron of the Gods. Um, basically, they it's it's a yearly competition, and they kind of just did they start it last year because of COVID? I was just it? thinking that I'm yeah. like I can't actually remember when they. I reckon started, they did. Yeah. Um, we'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think if this is a nice thing they do, and they do it separately to kind of give it a bit of its own spotlight, and um, yeah, it's a fun little thing. Um, it's also good they mention the designers. Yes, exactly, and it's good. I think it gives some smaller breweries a bit more exposure too, especially if they have cool designing first and so on. And um, so there's some good examples in second and third in Black Flag and Aether, who um, Queensland brands. Yeah, and like maybe not super well known outside of it, but we'll now get a bit of spotlight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They are cool cans. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Nectar Honor of the Gods one really stands out. And the beer's pretty good as well. Have you had it? No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. Oh, it's worth seeking it out. It does seem like something that would be up my alley. Um, I think my favourite design was the Noodle Doof Koi Fish. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, and that um, that was sort of my... The one I was really hoping for. But I do like a lot of like the Little Bang one and... Um, that Sidewinder one looks fantastic. Yeah, so we'll chuck a link in there so people can look at the top ten. Yeah. I think they the public vote for the top ten effectively and then it's a panel. Is that right? Yes, yes. So I think they vote for, yeah, what the ten are going to be and then they ordered by... Yeah. Um, and then they also have top five by state. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is um, a lot of them, you know, a lot of the top tens represented there, but uh, yeah, still... Pretty cool if you want to... I like that Margaret River one that you've just pulled Yeah, out. that's a really cool design. Um, sort of a, a blood orange butterfly. Um, that's the WA thing, though. Nothing gets out of WA. It really hurts <laughs> you in this sort of popularity vote. Exactly. You've got Gage Roads and then you've got the Margaret yeah. River Brewhouse, which is question one. Um, 
And then special mention to Tawny Grogmouth from Bucketies, which clearly got there for the name, yeah. not for the uh, label. Yeah, yeah, the, the label's not not uh, great. Doesn't seem to... Not, not a great beer label. I think it's a nice picture. Yeah, exactly. It, I don't know if it would stand out on shelves with the sort of pastel colours yeah, and things yeah. it's got going on. But fantastic name. Exactly. Can't be angry at it. Exactly. Um, other awards, New Zealand Beer Awards. Uh, unsurprisingly, Garage Project taking out Champion Large Brewery. Um, but yeah, just a lot of a lot of the names you'd commonly see there. But um, we always like to report on these things. Yeah, I just think it's interesting. You know, we've got Panhead, who used to be everywhere here. That's another lion one, isn't it? Are yes, they? yes, they are. They are. Boneface, who did that really nice IPA that came out for a little while here. Emerson's good to see them still kicking around, even if we don't uh, get their beer over here. Yeah, I'm very interested to see Spate's mid in specialty and experimental. Yeah, look, I'd love to know how that's quite worked out. But uh, yeah, is that wood barrel aged or something strange? You know, <laughs> they chucking one stave yeah, in a. <laughs> well, it's really weird because as, as far as I know, Spate's mid is just a four x golf. It's it's nothing interesting. It's got a bit about... more malt than that, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. yeah. I think it is. It is an ale. Yeah, um, but. A Cooper's, a Cooper's mild. A Cooper's mild. That's the thing. Like I, I don't think there's anything remarkable about it in the slightest. Mm. So I'd be, in, I would be interested in hearing what the how, how it's managed to end up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that I'm saying it doesn't deserve to be. No. Um, I may well be. There may well be something really interesting, but I just don't know off the top of my head. Um, Carrero seemed to win the wooden barrel aged every single year. Yeah. Um, I haven't had that one, but the Carrero ones are so expensive here. Like yeah, forty or fifty bucks a five hundred ml bottle. Very unassuming bottles and stuff yeah. too so you, they don't really catch your eye I've had a couple and they are amazing like yeah. each one I think I've had a stout I've quite, had quite a few goes and things from yeah. it, which are quite nice yeah. Um, yeah I've had a big stout and it was like six or maybe six standard drinks in a 500ml bottle yeah, it's just it not what you need no no that, that's just got danger written on yeah it does um, especially when it tastes as good as theirs do <laughs> yeah exactly um, nice to see uh, some like I like some of these awards like the Beer Tourism Award um, the Sustainability one as well I thought it was good yeah yeah. good to see that sort of being recognised yeah, yeah for sure for sure um, anything else on that? no no I think that's we've covered that well <laughs> yeah cool uh, Mighty Craft have sold the Jetty Road site and immediately entered a long lease so this is the Jetty Road site in Lawn and Dramana, Dramana, the original, okay. yeah, yeah, the original one. The one in Lawn, I was going to say, just opened, or it was opening recently, or something. Yeah, because yeah, Lawn was, they were going to do Port Melbourne or something, and then they scrapped that during COVID and went Lawn. Is that right? That's that feels right. We drove through it on the way back from Polo Bay, and it was um, yeah, it's in, it's right smack bang and in the middle. Is of it lawn. just a hospitality venue? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, oh, they might have some steel in there. Yeah. Maybe just we'll, a small We'll thing. find that yeah, out at some yeah. point. <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, anyway, so they immediately entered the long lease. Yeah, basically it's a capital raise. Okay. Know, basically they've gone, we can get three and a half million bucks out of selling the thing. We'll enter into a lease with the, yeah. the guy who wants to hold the property. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's a 15-year lease. Um, and yeah, that, that was... There's a bit of action there just around that they've also released their annual report and all that sort of stuff. Lost money again, but that would make sense in a yes, sort of a yeah. business in growth, you know, well, yeah, expending yeah. a lot of money on Hollywood accounting as well. What is it? Adelaide Hills mismatch or that, yeah, that whole yeah, thing. That yeah. was about 50 million bucks. So you're going to lose money. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I think it was just to, they've done a share placement as well to 
replace capital loss because of COVID. Yep, makes sense. Yep. Um, also, Jenny Road News, unrelated, well, I assume unrelated, <laughs> um, two of the original six guys are leaving the business. Okay. Um, and it sounds like they're off to do their own thing. They sounded like they almost preferred doing like the small day-to-day new recipe development sort of stuff yeah, okay. rather than running a big production pr- brewery where you're just meeting orders all the time it'd be yeah it'd be so different um the vibe between i think you know there'd be there'd be good and bad for both but i think it's definitely a different personality type yeah. for each so so i feel like they're gonna sounds like they're gonna go and start their own thing and just keep it small yeah yeah fair enough or at least try to yeah you never know with these things well exactly <laughs> never know when you're going to strike lightning in a bottle <laughs> yeah speaking of capital raises oh, Jesus um, <laughs> our favorite uh brew uh back with another capital raise probably not as successful as the jetty road one we imagine because it's based on it's based on moving some land which they haven't been allowed to move and uh there's just a whole lot going on the whole thing we'll put the bruise news thing in there people can actually read it hopefully understand the financial stuff more than that's b-r-o-o-s-n-e-w-s that's what they rebranded <laughs> themselves uh yeah so in their uh their losses for last year are 1.9 million yeah before tax benefit they've included the tax benefit on the land that development victoria are refusing to let them sell yeah you know so their accounting looks like they've only lost 450 odd grand for the year and it's more like two million accounting yeah yeah um uh there was also the 3.6 million they raised in secure note financing yeah for from From sophisticated and professional investors which the uh, fact that you have to point out that they're sophisticated and professional is a worry and sophisticated like does that really matter how sophisticated they are no it doesn't like why you you're trying to sell this dream to people who have invested their like life earnings life savings in you that this is still going to work yes when it's just not you're gonna yeah you're trying to make your investors in china not flip their shit at you our other but our buddy kent you know mm. ceo he's halved his salary his base salary it should be noted yes <laughs> from 360k to 180 although the uh there's a heap of performance incentives there which are linked to sales not profit yeah, okay. Which, so, is, which is... They can easily sell a lot. Uh, especially when you're also selling your beer at a loss. Yes, I was going to say, yeah. The, um, so, essentially, yeah, not a big one. And he's still paying himself 200k a year or something, isn't he? Yeah, 180. Yeah. Which is, 180 base with, like, a guaranteed of at least a 45 and, like, a whole heap of share offers. And, which is a reasonable amount of money. And it should be noted, the, the statement, which I, I did love is that Kent had agreed to restructure his remuneration package to further align with shareholder interests. In that not losing money is their shareholder interest. Well, I just don't think it's accurate because he's effectively said, if I sell more beer at a loss, I get more of a bonus. Yeah. So it's not true at all. It should surely be if we turn a profit. But then yeah. I, I suppose he's smart enough to know that. He's smart enough to know that his Ponzi scheme doesn't work <laughs> if he has to make money. It's interesting. Like, I, yeah, I am... I, um, Kind of at this stage, I'm almost rooting for them to succeed just for something different, but it's, it seems to keep getting worse. But the amazing thing is it keeps getting worse, but they are still in business. Oh, yeah, and, the, and ASIC don't care. ASIC are like, this is fine. Yeah, if you want to... Yeah, businesses are allowed to fail, I guess, is the thing. That is and the thing. And if people want to give them money, then they are allowed to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, they're also trying to sell the Mildura Brewery? Is that- yeah, trying to sell the site. So, they, mm. of course, when they... They set all this up. Brew doesn't technically own the Mildura Brewery. A linked company called yes, Mildura yeah, Brewery right. owns it. Yeah. And they're trying to flip that. Okay. Because why would a brewery need an asset? 
when all they talk about is that asset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think that's partly because they're worried they might actually have to do the Grievous Brewery thing. Yes, yeah. Although they're not going to be able to do that because that's about to run out in, what, six months' time or something? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing's a mess. But they will get to that, to that the end date of that uh, Greenest Brewery thing, they will get to because of that capital race. Yes. I'm very confident they'll get there. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll see what happens. That may all fall in a heap there. Yeah, exactly. Um, more than, more funding news, but um, this is equity crowdfunding. Uh, Sober have raised a million dollars. They closed their equity crowdfunding 10 days early because they reached that yeah. million dollars Fantastic. that quickly. Um, this is this is S O B A H. Yes, they value, that valuation that was a million bucks for nine percent. That values them at about eleven million bucks. That's yeah. a lot for a business without an asset. I well, mean. I mean, it's it's as Australian as you can get. It's you know, First Nations people yep. using Indigenous ingredients. Yep, made in Australia. It's it's all pretty great, and especially they're keen to get B Corp as well certification okay. for that, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, yeah, Tra- like train up other First Nations people yeah, yeah which is cool and like it's also the um, I mean on, on like a more sort of you know societal sort of level mm. uh, I think an indigenous brewery doing non-alcoholic stuff is good yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um, there's a really good Bruce News beers of conversation with those guys which was maybe six weeks ago now something okay. like that we'll chuck a link yeah, yeah. Um, it's worth listening to like he, he the guy went um, just had had troubles with alcohol, went you know, yeah, went yeah. completely sober, and here we are. Yeah, yeah, six years later, it's a great story, you know. Um, and they build, seem to be building their brewery. brewery. Yeah, I was going to say that. Oh. Yeah, May twenty, they they've found a space in an industrial zone um, on near the Gold Coast. Cool. I think May twenty twenty two is what I've got written down. Yeah, I can't remember if that's when this industrial zone's ready or when they're bre- building the brewery, but something in there. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty two. Um, it'll, I think we'll definitely keep you updated. On that. Yeah, we will. Um, Brick Lane's Revolver recognises the world's best porter at the World Beer Awards. Yeah, I haven't had this. Have you had this? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's quite quite hoppy. Quite yeah, the hoppy dark ale is what it's called, yeah. and they've I entered in a porter. Porter necessary. Yeah, well, that, that's what World Beer Awards is pretty good at getting the styles right. Like, yes, yeah. I mean, it's like Pacific ales and English, an English summer ale. I was, was going to say it's probably more that a lot of the porters I drink aren't actually porters more that's than possibly, this isn't a that's porter. right yeah. yeah because the ones I drink are full of bloody coconut and vanilla and stuff so um, no no it, it's a really nice beer and yeah. it's, it's probably their best core range one they also do a hoppy red ale yeah I like that I quite like yeah, yeah it's kind of in that same vein um, yeah because they also had another couple of beers I don't remember off the top of my head One Love was one of them that made it to judging yep uh, and another one. I think our, our mates uh, Tinny's won a few awards there as well. Um, that non-alcoholic one, which yep. I maintain is one of the better ones around, uh, cleaned up again. Um, but yeah, good on Brick Lane. Um, we've always sort of, you know, everyone knows that they're good at brewing. They yeah. just um, they've got the best kit, yeah, probably exactly. in the country. Yeah, and they, they just get swept under the rug a bit. Um, and the reason I mentioned Tinny, sorry, is because Brick, Brick Lane also makes Tinny's. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. they they're doing pretty well. Yes, yeah. and brewing like half the contract stuff. Yeah, you know, in, in Victoria, yeah. <laughs> which we'll get to shortly. Yeah. Um, just quickly, some events news. Uh, so hopefully we won't have to keep talking about things being delayed in Maribel, although probably we'll have to talk about things happening. Yeah. Which is nice, like things being rescheduled to actually happen. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have any events here, but I don't know if it's just Victoria 
is excited to be back and everything's an event. Like, going to the yeah. pub for the first time is an event. Well, especially because, like, this weekend, with, like, a week's notice, suddenly they can have way more capacity yeah. and stuff. So they've really ramp- have to ramp it up. Um, not that we're complaining, obviously. No, it's no. fantastic. And the businesses really bloody deserve it yeah. <laughs> and, and need it, I think. so. We're about to go and support at least a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as much as we possibly can. Just not because, you know, not because we want to be able to, just because we really want to do the right thing. Exactly, by our... Fellow Victorians. Yeah, exactly. Um, good Beer Week registrations are open, though. They are. They are open till November 15th. Yeah. So get those in if you uh, want to be involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think we we did our, our one event involvement, and um, we'll probably just go back to being... Regular pundits. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, brewery closures, uh, part we hopefully also will have to say a bit less of. Yeah. Um, once things open back up, uh, Southern Bay have been placed into liquidation. Did this really surprise anyone? Not really, because I don't actually know who they are. So. Yeah, they're, they're that. Um, they're I'm about. Sure, I'd recognise them. Yeah, they're about a sixty-year-old brewery in Geelong. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they did lots of contract stuff. Yeah. And what I was saying about Brick Lane, Brick Lane effectively took all that contract stuff because they've got a better spec brewery. Yeah. You know. Um, They've been, according to the liquidator, they've been struggling for a while. Like, it wasn't just COVID. Yeah. I mean, COVID the, often exacerbates and expedites these things, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't necessarily cause them by itself. Turnover dropped because of the competitive market yeah. and COVID, yeah. obviously. Uh, they've also got really old facilities that needed an upgrade. They had a WorkSafe issue end of last year. Yeah. They then lost their head brewer in August, which brought it to a head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they do think that they can sell it. Okay. I mean, the, the equipment, you'd assume, even if it's not top spec, would still be pretty good. Yeah, I think the issue is the age. Yeah. That's six yeah. years old. You know, it's like, hmm. It'll work, you know, but can you do, you know, how much upgrades do you need to do to actually produce the bit you want to make? They could, um, I was reading, this is totally off topic, but I was reading a bit about um, North Korean brewing during yeah, the week. Good. and. <laughs> They, there was an old English brewery that shut down and they essentially picked up the whole brewery and took it over to North Korea to brew the beer. So. Yeah, and then had Germans come in to yeah. teach them how to do it. <laughs> yeah. And the Germans were like, this isn't a brewing place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, were, they, they actually... I think the, the agreement with the British government was like you had to... Uh, the, and maybe the German government too was like, we have to send our people over to install yeah. it so you can't make weapons with it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but essentially, that's what I'm saying. North Korea, if you want another, another brewery. There's an old one sitting in yeah. Geelong. <laughs> um, Fantastic. Uh, Feral have closed their Swan Valley Brew Pub, which we mentioned, mentioned earlier. God, yeah. this is really linking all over the place yes. this week, isn't it? Yeah. Um, one of the original owners of Feral has bought the site and is going oh. to turn it into something called Baskerville Tavern. Wonderful. Like a brew pub thing? I don't think it's going to have a brewery. I think it's going to be a pub more than a hospital venue. Yeah. Uh, But his name is Al Carragher, and he owns the Great Northern in Carlton. There you go. And his mum owned the Freehold, which is obviously why they put the original brewery there. Yeah, yeah. Um, That was a really nice brew pub. We would say, like, food was fantastic, and the atmosphere was really good, and it's in a really cool spot. Feral are are looking to have a new venue and hope to have one up and running before the lease ran out on the old one. It's interesting because that area is sort of like a mini... It, it's got mash and stuff out yeah. there, so it's kind of got a few couple wineries from memory. It's sort of like a little boozy trail, so I'm be, hopefully it doesn't harm the area. If this basketball tavern yeah. goes up, then yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, COVID delays for them, so... Yeah. But they said it's... 
it, the interesting wording was it's in the five year plan to okay. have, to have a site again, so, which doesn't really scream to me. We were actively trying to get one ready before. Yeah, yeah. It's but, sort of you know, mixed messaging. That's what. The... I mean, realistically, it's probably just that they've had an offer slash don't want to keep hemorrhaging money through this. And the other thing is that all this came out before Coke stuff. Where, yeah. So Coke are trying to sell it. And it's another and one Coke of those like, interesting Well, we things. don't have to actually invest yeah. in the brewery. Someone else can now. Yeah. And that, that sort of like, yeah, goes back to kind of the two birds thing was like, what came first? The, the yeah. selling or the, the selling? Yeah. The venue selling or the brand selling? It's, it's yeah, interesting. Um, brewery and taproom openings. This is a bit more fun. Um, first one I want to mention is yeah. congratulations to our friends at Matic who have yes. just about to open their facility in Ashmore. Looks really Looks great. Awesome. And we will definitely try to get up there whenever it is feasible um, because, yeah, it looks fantastic and congratulations. Yeah, they uh, deserve it, those guys. Yeah, yeah really yeah. nice guys. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and go back and listen to our interview with them if you want to know more about Matic. Um, they're a very cool brand that we'll hopefully be hearing more about. Hopefully now they've got their own space and yeah. clearly much bigger tanks than yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're in Jimmy's <laughs> garage. Yeah, <laughs> their, their story is fantastic though, so um, yeah, definitely worth a look. Um, Pirate Life in Perth have opened up. Yep, finally got it up. Was oh, about to get it open, I think. This weekend? This week, yeah. I think, yeah, starting this week. Six million bucks, multi-level, 16 taps. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I just... I think it is cool, but I, I wonder... The appetite? Mm-hmm. Like... Who's going to visit? Yeah, I mean, they're always busy as in Perth. Like, little creatures always pack the rafters, and I'm sure you could fit another one in there. I just... I saw this and it didn't scream to me. That makes sense. Yeah, I was like, "That's interesting." I think they're it's from a bit like Earth the... originally one of oh, them, okay. one of the original guys, and this was, I think, part of the deal of selling or something. That makes more sense then. It, it struck me a bit as similar to that Four Pines Brew Pub in Geelong. Yep. Um, which is sort of like, I'm like okay, uh, without being like that makes mm. total sense. But yeah, yeah, good on them. Twelve hundred liter tanks as well, which could be the original guy it. just playing yeah, around, yeah, you know, living in Perth, playing. Gets to have his mad scientist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, good on him. Um, I came to see some, you know, pictures of what that looks like in action because yeah. it seemed like an impressive facility. Um, Rambler Aleworks in Hawthorne. I yeah, we're going to call it Hawthorne, just off Glen Ferry Road. Yeah. Hawthorne yeah, adjacent. Riversdale Road. Yeah. Camberwell, Hawthorne. Yeah, somewhere in there. Next to the uh, chemist <laughs> at the corner there. But I'm sure everyone in Melbourne's familiar with. Yeah, it used to be a garage. Or yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Sold out of their own beer very quickly. Yeah. You know, and building that back up. Pouring other brands. They've got a weird license, um, which is about, I think their breweries technically only support, to support their own bar. Ah, so they're not meant to do package I stuff think so. as much. Yeah. But they're obviously, yeah. COVID allowances, yes, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that will... Um, so it's a reasonably small kit. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I had a West Coast IPA that was good and a XPA, I think. Okay. So pretty solid? Pretty solid. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, we'll get we'll get down to the actual place at some point. Yeah, we'll have to get down and report back at some point. <laughs> um, the mill have opened production facility in Thomastown? Yeah, and it's huge. It's 30, interesting. Yeah, 30 heck. It's big. Yeah, no, it is. It's I. Yeah, sorry. My my quiet nodding was more thinking. Can the mill really their brand really support that much beer going on? Well, Not that I don't like them. I, I like the mill a lot. I just don't, yeah. Mm. I don't know if it's them, but I had like you got to build a brand, I guess. Cracking lager was okay. Um, from the new can stuff because they've got a canning line in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they put their mosaic pale, which is good. Yes, the can. that is solid. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I mean, it's one of those things you never know if you don't try. I mean, they're not going to get bigger with the small Collingwood. Exactly. Season, so, yeah. Exactly. So they've gone. They've still got the six heck at Collingwood and the thirty liter at Thomastown. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. Um, hopefully, see more of their stuff around. Yeah. Um, this one's interesting. Liberty Brewing are opening a Cheltenham Tap Room at the Kiwi Brewery. It's odd, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's no odd brewery, in a good way. No brewery. It's a tap room. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yes, a tap room. And uh, yeah, Cheltenham mm. as well. I, I, it. All of it seems odd to me, but we maybe it'll Cheltenham make sense in bad ship. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. Maybe. More stuff out there. there there's a bit there, but yeah. it's like, I wonder why you would pick like an choice. out there yeah. bit, which is already quite populated. Maybe you're trying to get overflow from there. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, you know, the southern area is going to get... It does scream like Fitzroy to me, though, that it should be Fitzroy Richmond. Yeah. Although, I mean, I can see like this sort of south South East area, they're trying to make it a bit more cool. There are yeah. younger people out here. Um I don't know. They, I assume they did their due diligence. Yeah, and I assume all they just have too. no idea and like yeah. pointed to a map like Cheltenham. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, that's where all the Australian real estate are. agent. That's where all the kids are. And they're like, sure it is. <laughs> you don't Fantastic. want to open up in Richmond. Um, Sailors Grave have finally opened their. What do you want to call it? Their project. Cellar door. I think yeah. this is the one at the brewery that they always. Say yeah, sorry. So this in. isn't the big. No, not the big one. This is, I think, one. just the yeah. cellar door at the brewery. Yeah, which is cool. Uh, so yes, it is. So if you go in Orbos, then yeah, you can now stop in because it's funny because I, I a few times when I was planning holidays and stuff, I probably would have gone to Orbos if they had a cellar door. But because I was like, I would like to go to Orbos, but there's got to be something. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, good on them. I hope that goes well. Yeah, exactly. Um, seeing more sailors' grave stuff around, which is good. Yeah, that is good. All right, and to finish up, uh, we have got, you know, our, our quick bites, our little uh, tasters yep. in the aptly named tasting paddle. Um, so let's smash through them real quick. I'll throw them out at you and you can tell us what they're all about. Let's do it. Uh, HPA Hot Products Australia are releasing a Looper Max mixed 12 pack. Yeah, so this is fresh off the Eclipse pack from yeah. last year, which is really cool. Um, Looper Max are basically concentrated T90 hot pellets. Yeah. So you get rid of the vegetal character, which makes it better for dry hopping. More volume out at the end. Yep. All that. It's good. Coming out from Beer Cartel on the 9th of November. Cool. have to keep an eye out for that. Um, two bays. Two bays, that is correct. I was yep. going to say. The gluten-free one. Yes, yes. And one zero small Australian business of the year. Yeah. Cool to see a brewing business do well in an open field rather than just in a brewing field. And it was always going to be... A f- it was always a great business idea and they've executed really well. And yep. I think the beer is pretty the beers are really nice. Yeah. I don't think you can tell they're going to pray in a number no, of cases. No. That, that pale and fresh is honestly really good. Yeah. Uh, good Drinks are doing a shares consolidation. Yeah, this is sort of cool. Basically, they've decided that 1.3 billion shares is unnecessarily high mm-hmm. and undervalues them. Yeah, fair enough. So 10 to 1, you know, yeah. if it gets approved, 130-odd million, that's a much better number. Much more manageable number. So I, I did an economics minor, not a finance minor. So what does this actually mean? Does it mean anything practically or is it just literally making the numbers more manageable? I think it makes the numbers more manageable and I think the share goes up by a factor of 10. Yeah, okay, so that makes sense. So it will probably push their price. Yeah, so I think they'll go from 8 or 9 cents to 90 cents. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Um, Asahi are now buying New South Wales barley for Yatala. Yeah. Facility. Yeah, Yeah. that's the big big CUB number up there. 
Uh, that they're basically cutting out a middleman, you know, getting rid of the bulk grain suppliers. Yep. Uh, and we'll get more money to farmers, more traceability of where the barley's coming from. And that also means that they've now got 90% of Asahi Beverages barley is coming from Australia. Very cool. Which is good. Um, yeah. You say what you want about the multinational conglomerates. That kind of stuff is always good to hear. Exactly. Uh, the Indies are going online again, November 25th. They are. And that is all anyone needs <laughs> to yeah. know about that. The <laughs> one line bit of news. Uh, Purvis VR Bottle Shop, are they, is this something they're planning? Yeah, they've got, a, they've got a demo up as well. And it's pretty cool about like actual VR headset and you can go buy your beer like in the shop. It's very cool. So is it like a... You grab your VR headset at home and do yeah. it? Yeah, that is really cool. That's yeah. a good idea. And basically they saw the parallels, like lots of IT guys like yeah, yeah. like craft beer. It's cool. Yeah, no, it is. It's cool. And that's the kind of thing, especially with a shop like Purvis, where a lot of it is the, the experience of walking around and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're basically trying to recreate that experience, but at home, yeah. for your online, yeah. which I think is really cool. Yeah, very, very cool in theory. It'd be interesting to see. I'll put the link in the show notes to that as well. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, that's it for what has been quite a lot of news. Uh, we will be back shortly. We are back with what we're drinking. Um, and I think, you know, primarily given the month, given the time of year and given the shift in popularity, it's not a surprise to say that we've been drinking a lot of lager. There has been so much lager in the last couple of months. Don't we love to see it? Isn't it what... It's just the dream. The beer o'clock lager cast is very happy. Just thrilled. <laughs> just thrilled. Uh, I think we got all the traditional Oktoberfest beers this year. Yeah, and more than ever. Um, well, yeah. Oktoberfest was cancelled, so... Yeah, yeah. And that was probably newsworthy. Oktoberfest was cancelled. Yeah, I mean, is it a surprise, though? <laughs> no, really? pe- people should know the Germans are very practical. and yeah. wouldn't wander 100,000 drunks in their country. Um, I did see a couple of, I think, Temple uh, have... Uh, planning a november october as um matilda bay okay that'll be cool yeah maybe it can finally be an excuse for us to go yeah um what a shame (laughs) (laughs) like we need one um i felt there was so much more lager this year yeah i said that to you a couple of times and they were just heaps yeah for sure goodland did some hawkers did some uh two rupees and brayside did some yeah um, slow Lane. Yep. Um, pretty much everyone. Stomping Ground did that huge yeah. Oktoberfest back. Burnley. Yeah, yeah, everyone did everyone. something. Everyone. Um, so the Hawkers stuff, yep. uh, they were cool. So that was a, a Marzen and a. Yep, and the Marzen had like a. It was an odd hop. It was like Huel Melon or something. That's yeah, that's really right. That's cantaloupe right. thing. Going. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. That was very nice. Yeah. They're both very nice, actually. Lucky 13 and Tent Party. That's them. That's them. Highly recommend them if they're still around. I think Lucky 13 is going to pop out a bit more. I think... Yeah, Tent Party was more. only in that yeah. hack. They yeah. Did, I think that sold very quickly. Yeah. I think Lucky 13 might be staying around because of how popular it's been. Cool. Yeah. Well, in the Rattenhund sort of vein. Yeah. As yeah. that's... That's got to be edging towards core status at Hop Nation. Yeah, well, that's what's flying, that yeah. And, um, God, it's good. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. Uh, Tillman's? Yeah, Tillman's are one of these German ones that Carwin brought out, the sort of newer oh, yeah, yeah. newer German ones. I was really impressed with their stuff. Um, I think it was an export lager that was the pick for me. Yeah, cool. But they also had like a 
They brought it's out like a, a non-alcoholic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They also brought out a non-alcoholic wheat beer from them, which is cool. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, after Weinstfarner's uh, ones and Erding is pretty good too. They have non. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the Germans have really weird alcohol laws, so that lots of the big breweries actually invested very heavily in non-alc. Yeah, depending where you are, you can it? sell more. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Because like even um even. Uh, get the name of Schlen Curler. Yep. Do an alcoholic one. Do that? quite funny, yeah. That's great. I didn't know that. Um, they actually have a range of non-alcoholic beers, I think. Um, like a little a little sub-brand, which is queer. Then that's I, awesome. I think that if they're doing it... Yeah, then, that's something yeah. I need to investigate further. Um, cool. Well, that's good to see more of that stuff coming out. Um, Pirate Life's Italian lager. No, I just know. thought it was cool that they did one. Yeah, yeah, me too. And then it was good. Yeah, I quite liked it. Um, what was the other one? Who did it recently? I... I'm trying to remember who did an Italian lager recently. New England did one, which was good. Mm, it's not the one I'm thinking of. Was it even range? Is that what I'm thinking of? Uh, they did one. We, yeah. we talked about that. Okay, we already talked about that. Yeah. Chino or something? Yeah, yeah. That was, so that one was aggressively hoppy. I think Pirate yeah. Life's was less... It was, was pulled back from that. Yeah. But I think it was still really nice. Like Both both to style in different ways. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Stumping Ground Oktoberfest box. I, I didn't jump on this one, but you I certainly did. did. I did. I was impressed. Um, they were all. They were all good. Yeah. <laughs> they um, were unsurprisingly. All good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They did like. They had the full gamut from Doppelbock to I think Kolsch might have been the lightest one. Yeah. German pills in there. It was awesome. Yeah. Cool. Served it with a pork knuckle. Awesome. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's great to hear. I mean, you're not surprised that Stomping Ground would do that stuff well. No. Um, Non-lager stuff. Well, there's some lager in the (laughs) non-lager. That's right, there is. Um, But let's call it less lager. Less lager. Um, Because really the uh, Stomping Ground box probably could have been in less lager as well. Yeah, and that sort of leads into the Burnley box, which which has some lager in it. It does. Um, The Bow Pills was, I think, my favourite one mm, so far. Yeah, I'm trying to think which ones. I've liked them all in different ways. I think the... um, that I quite like the old beer in the Colts. The Colts is one of the better Colts. Yeah, I really like the Schwarz beer as well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And the... Um, I've been meaning to have the Lichtenheiner. I haven't had that yeah, yet. That's what I was thinking of. My brain wasn't working. <laughs> um, yeah, Lichtenheiner was really good. Yeah. Um, it actually tasted quite a bit like ours. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I imagine it's kettle sour and you yeah. probably use this very similar malt considering we yeah. use Italian <laughs> malt and kettle sour. So, yeah. Um, it, no, no, I was really, I think it's really good and I, I want to see more of yeah. them because it's such a cool little style and that, yeah, sour and smoke works so well together. And that's good to see Michael using his German brewing background yeah. to uh, <laughs> yeah, produce well, that sort of stuff. It's such a, it's a, I mean, how many are there? There's like eight to ten. There's and lots. they did a couple packs. Um, and they're going to, they're releasing the Berliner, was apparently a big hit, which oh, wasn't really? in the second pack, yeah. but they're going to release that as more of a standalone thing. But oh, um, cool. Yeah. And really cool with the sort of German flags on the... Um, yeah, the cans look great. Yeah, at the um, various like Side regions. by side, yeah. 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 Um, really like that. Um, the Copper Pot and Last Serene Dinner, this is something... Yeah, this is just a random thing that popped up on Instagram one day and Lizzie was like, do you want to do this? Like, just, this yeah. uh, certainly do. You know you've had a good dinner, so it's just dinner from some restaurant in Footscray. Yeah. Um, food was good, like really quite good, um, paired with Last Serene stuff. And you know you've had a good dinner when the worst beer you've had for the night is a citre sour. Yeah, yeah, that is a, that's a great result. It was just, it was phenomenal. You can never complain. Like, that's Convergence cool. was in there, like, they, they had a really good, good crack at it. Yeah, and obviously, you know, we're, we're mild fans of Last Rain here. No, so. no. <laughs> um, Goodlands, something, something, citra, citra. 
That is, I reckon, the best IPA I've had this year. Now, so now I'm going to have to track one down. It was like in that dank, you know, piney resin yeah. <laughs> style. And yeah, 7.5% and dangerous. Dangerous. Cool. <laughs> That's Proper old school IPA. Um, there's Yeah, I've had, I had a few requests recently for... I just want like a non-fruity IPA. So yeah. I think there's definitely more. There's definitely a demand for them. Uh, two Rupees Director's Cup, which was the New England Pale. Yeah, that's the one. I reckon that was tasting superb because you wouldn't pick those up for us. Yeah, so I got... The, I thought... No, it wasn't green, but I literally got it half an hour after it had been canned. Yeah. So um, I probably waited two or three weeks to drink it. Yeah, so you probably hit it right in the sweet spot. I thought it was excellent, but it was pretty full on when yeah. I had it. Yeah. Um, but I could tell it was... A Mine was in that sort of... Yeah dangerously crushable zone yeah i really like their pills as well um, that is good yeah um i two rupees are starting to really i feel like they're hitting their stride a bit more yeah um and obviously i'm gonna have more exposure to them now that they're my closest brewery although not for long not for long um but yeah I, i'm still I, I definitely think regardless of me being closer and I'll, maybe us drinking more of them um because of that i still think their stuff the quality is going up yeah and I, that, I think they'll start to be more known so. Yeah, yeah, I think their director's cut is the best beer they've done. Yeah, and I don't think that's particularly controversial to say that. Um, that's the sort of first Proper match release. with anything in Australia yeah. kind of yeah thing I've had from them. Yeah. So good on them. Um, kicks towards the light. Yeah, it was again just a hazy pale. Yeah, um, but after you mentioned, I can't remember what yours kicks one was called last Against time. Against the grain, slight of hand. Yeah, slightly. It's one something of those. Like one of those. Um, yeah, no, very impressed. Yeah, cool. Very um, impressed. So we'll keep. Keep an eye on definitely keep an eye on them and um yeah uh cyclic beer farms grisette oh this is amazing this was just some random spanish brewery oh yeah yeah they're really cool bottles yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. they're not cheap Um, yeah i think mr west still have a few of them but they're like farmhousey looks sour wild bottle yeah yeah Yeah, 750 mil bottles spray painted stencils sort of stuff that grisette is like mind-blowingly good Oh, wonderful. It's great to hear. Yeah. Oh, I do, I have, to, do have that written down to seek out. I've just got to get it to foot screen. Yeah. <laughs> like for a 3% beer or whatever that is, yeah. that is, it's just, it's so complex. It's incredible. That's the part that almost excites me more. Like there's nothing like a 750 of a low alcohol beer with some complexity. That's your perfect Sunday afternoon doing yeah. a couple of things exactly. beer. Like, exactly. Haven't destroyed the day. Yeah. Haven't done anything. Just, oh. Um, so, but you've had something really complex and interesting, which is why I'm such a big fan of the wildflower table yeah. beer um, and table beers in general, table beers and grisettes are yeah. great for that in general. Um, Pirate Life released their second collaboration with Dilmar. It's the collaboration we didn't know we needed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And still aren't sure if we need. <laughs> no. Um, so it's an Earl Grey IPA. So um, I will say straight up, it's not as good as Gunamara, but it was probably never going to be. No. Um, but it's very different to Gunamara, which is pretty cool. Um, That's good. More, more tea than yep. like just bergamot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like a lot of Earl Grey things, it's sort of usually... Just, just overly tannic. Yeah. yeah, whereas this is... You can taste the tea. Okay. Which I think is similar to their brown ale. You can at least taste the tea. Yeah. It's not just that. I think that was the most impressive thing about the brown ale. Was yeah. There was tea there. But it's not like tannic and unpleasant. Yeah. And I think... When you're collaborating with a tea brand, you want to taste the tea. But I have a feeling like like that Ben & Jerry's collab with Four Pines, and mm-hmm. it's like, this could have just been a, a collab. With they got in trouble for that at ABAC as well. Yeah, I'm not surprised. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's literally collaborating with an ice cream brand. Um, at least the Pirate Life Dilma ones are very obviously beer. <laughs> Their argument was literally that uh, Ben & Jerry's is too expensive for children. <laughs> 
That's why wrong. It's too expensive for me. Yeah, so. That's why they said they're not advertising to children because yeah. it's literally too expensive for them. Um, yeah. But we, we digress. No, yeah, I do I do like that AVAC sort of argument is that everyone's a fucking idiot. Yeah. You can't tell what they're buying. Um, not alcoholic, low alcohol stuff quickly. Uh, fresh as a daisy, Hop Nation's one. I think they're first non alcoholic. I think so. Um, but really good. Yeah. Uh, haz, hazy pale. Yeah. There's lots of hops in there. Yeah. It's a little thin, but. They, they all kind are, except, you know, maybe heaps normal. Yeah, exception. and you, you do come across the old one that's like, oh, they've got the body right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, the usually, Pirate Life ones that we're about to talk about are close. Yeah, yeah. So the Pirate Life Dark Ale is, like, is really interesting. It's sort of, it's not like the usual sort of non-alcoholic stout root. It's a little bit different. I, I quite liked it. It's, um, yeah, like a bit of a... Bit of a strange beer, but um, I thought it's it was a bit of sort of coffee and some berries. Yeah, of going yeah. on. It's it's interesting. Um, it's like not one, not like the non-alcoholic one I buy all the time. But if I was drinking, you know, if it was dry July, I'd definitely have a few yeah. in the fridge. Yeah, to, to break up the yeah, break it up. Um, and zero point nine was their their sort of super low alcohol one, which is just fine little hoppy. Thing. Yeah, impressive little hoppy thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's a good example of body being pretty right. Yeah, yeah, that that's right because that that had. Just enough, and I think that little extra alcohol actually does help. I was gonna say, yeah, it does help when you can go to one percent. I mean, it yeah. doesn't sound like a lot, but you're you're doubling, you're literally doubling. Yeah, you're making <laughs> something alcoholic as opposed to making something that, for all intents and purposes, Isn't. may as well be non alcoholic. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's it for what we're drinking. I'm sure there's tons more, and we'll have tons more, but that's yeah. in the interest of us. as usual. Hit us up if there's anything you've been drinking that you yeah, want, us, or to you want us to try, and yeah, more than happy to. Um, yeah, we'll be back with the ranking of Lowe's. Alright, we are back with the ranking of Lagers. Um, despite being back in person, it is not super late on a Saturday after we've had a few beers on Friday, so we're only going to do one. And have a few beers to have. Yes, yes, yes. Being very responsible. Yes, as, yeah, as much as you can be responsible while not being responsible. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, today we've got uh, Timmy Shoriana from Romania. Um, yep. So every episode we will take a beer and slot it in to the master list. Uh, one lager from each country. Uh, at the moment, the bottom five are Tona from Nicaragua, uh, Lav from Serbia, Vonu from Fiji, Kus Kenya from Peru, and Pabs Blue Ribbon from the Dark Realm. And the top five are Pilsner Erkel from the Czech Republic, Tenants from Scotland, Carlsberg from Denmark, Kilmes from Argentina, and Kingfisher from India. So, Timmy Shoriana, um, uh, tell us about it, I guess. Yeah, so it's um, from Timișoara in Romania, which is the third biggest city. Makes sense. Yep, it does, does an own by Ursus Brewery, which is their big one. Ah, uh, yep, yep. Yep, uh, and this is apparently drunk more than Ursus, which cool. surprised which me. Which works well for us. Works out very well for us. Brewery was established in 1718 uh, under Austrian rule of Romania. Hmm. So the Ottomans have been in there. There was no drinkable water in the town, and the Austrians said, okay, there's going to be a brewery here so that people can drink safely. Yeah, drink something. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone's had a piece of Ursus over the years. Uh, it's currently owned by Asahi, who bought it from when they bought Saab Miller's Central and Eastern European brands at the end of 2017. <laughs> and that face you've just made doesn't <laughs> inspire confidence as I'm about to try this. Jesus 
Yeah, we're just going to have a paper towel. God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is just... Wow. Wow. Um, Wow. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think that's enough for that. There's everything wrong with that. Um, this is a fairly old can, but again, we don't we don't rate on that. We try no. not to anyway. No, this is uh, their fault for this existing. Yeah, so I got this from of all places a Transylvanian restaurant mm. in uh, I want to say Callum, you told yes, me. yes. I'm glad someone remembers um, <laughs> the things that stick in my yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, Dylan. I don't think we even need to take this one off, Mark. No, I think we can do this. this. Is this quite? No, okay. I was going to say this tastes like quite alcoholic. Yeah, it does. Um, but it's not. It tastes like one of those gross European strong lagers. That's exactly what I thought. One of those like horrible. Yeah, uh, it's a fucking hop extract. That is disgusting. Yeah, that's a shocker. Um, that's a real. Is it worse than Pabs? Is the question. I don't think we spat Pabs on it. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I okay. Think it, I think it kind of has to be. Um, I'm very sorry for our Romanian listeners. Yeah, that is arguably the worst thing. <laughs> I've drunk some very questionable things in yeah. my life, but Tono. Oh, I don't know how I feel about Tono getting out of the bottom five. Yeah, but it's oh god. Yeah, it has to be. But you look at these other ones, and yeah, that's that's a that's a real shame. Um, was there anything else? Sorry, before no, 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 no. That is it. Twenty million people in Romania. That is it. Yeah, I'm sorry to the twenty million people. Although you know, to be honest, they're probably like that. Is shit. Well, I did notice their population's been going down quite significantly over the last five years, and maybe it's to Soriana's fault. Soriana related deaths. Jesus um, Christ. It, uh, imagine that they've made this because the water's not drinkable. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather rather take my chances with the water. <laughs> Jesus. Um, we'll be back with yourself. <laughs> And we are back with this cellar. Um, so this is... We haven't done this in a little while, but essentially we just sort of you pull something out um, and... Try, try and get things moving through the cellar. Yes, yes. Not just sit them there indefinitely until they're fucked, really. Yeah, essentially. And then we sort of have a look at it and give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Like, And that's based on whether we kept it too long. Not necessarily if the beer's good or not. That's right. Whether um, it's more. the right time to drink it. Yes, yes. Um, so we've got the Wild Beer Co's The Blend, Winter 2015 Beyond Modus 2. Yes. So I am pretty sure it's a long time since I've had a Wild Beer beer. I feel they were very popular in like 2013, 2014. Yeah, there was a period where they were all yeah, over the place. where they were all the rage and they're amazing. I am 90% sure they started their brewery with a flagship called Modus Operandi that was a Flanders Red. Very possible. It sounds plausible slash familiar. And then I think that the blend came from there. That okay. It's like they're starting with that base beer and then blending other barrels they have yep, yep. to make something. And so this is ostensibly a 6% Flanders Red mm. from Somerset in the UK. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the other thing. Um, I think the last thing I had from them was um, when we... Got the uh, award in the IPA competition. We had went down had a celebratory black and blue. I think that's how like I that's how I came up with their thirteen fourteen. Yeah, being their popular <laughs> time. I looked that up as well. I was surprised how many of their beers I'd had. 
Yeah, I don't think I've had too many. I've had, definitely had more than I would for a lot of breweries. Um, yeah. Um, this I also brought because it has a wax seal. Yeah. And I thought we're starting early. I can take a wax seal off without losing a finger. Yeah, good idea. And it's moderately sensible ABV wise, yes. considering that we're going to have other beers. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's 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 a smart and um, you know not a choice I'm going to be too upset about. Mm. Um, I mean, for essentially the first beer of the day, um, a Flanders Red is always a risky choice. It is. It um, is. It's it's the stomach ready for yeah, that sort of acidity. Yeah. Well, it's, but it's a good. Um, considering where we're we're going to boat rock, right? Exactly. Maybe um, ease into these things. Yeah. Um, so it's got to be. My guess is that I bought this in 2015 or 2016, and it's just been sitting in the cellar since. Yeah, and winter would be. So that would be what that, this time. It's, it's about six years old. Right? Yeah, yeah, roughly. Um, I think it's drinking very well. So do I. Um, it's, I was worried it was going to be cooked, but I think the wax seal has actually benefited this one because that's not oxidised. Like, yeah. Beyond appropriate levels for the style. Yeah. It's got a few floaties. It's sort of pretty cloudy, but it tastes... Very carved. Yeah. Still. Well, not very carved. Appropriately carved. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of nice. It's spritzy and tingly. Acidity is probably a bit low for Flanders. I mean, mm. overall. I think it's, nice. it's It's not so much that it's low. I think it's just... It's too much of like hasn't got that balsamic thing, and it's got kind of mm. too much of the sharper acidity. Are we actually? Is this not a Flanders red? That's the next question. Does the bottle say anything? Shed any light on this at all? Definitely tastes Flanders adjacent. Yeah. As to whether it's meant it, to, it does not. It doesn't tell us anything. It has this enormous slab of text on it. <laughs> Nothing about. Well, that's the thing, I guess it's kind of like, they may not know. Well, it's mostly what they're talking about on the back of this is the idea of a fifth ingredient, which is the wild yeast. Okay. You know, souring. That's most of what they're saying on here. You'll be pleased to know that they think it's best before December 2025, so I think we can make a reasonable assumption this was bottled in December 2015. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's fine. Um, they've got all these modus ones listed as Flanders Reds. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's maybe maybe it's not quite maybe it's one of those where it, like it doesn't really have a star with the closest it is it's yeah it vaguely falls yeah. into that category because yeah. it is red it is there's malt there yeah yeah it's more Flandersy than anything else there's a little bit more of that sort of acetic vinegar thing as that's warming up yeah there. yeah um, it also says which I quite like on the front barrel aged sour plus blending plus time yeah they always have that they always yeah. have their, their list of ingredients like um, yeah, no, I think this is this is solid. Yeah. Um, enjoyable and definitely not a bad time to open it. No, no. So if so you have got one. 2015, yeah, Beyond Motors 2 Wild Beer Co. Winter Blend, then... We're giving it a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see any reason it's going to fall off a cliff, though. No, I, I mean... it could easily hold it. Yeah, I don't necessarily know... Hard to say if it's going to get better or not, um, but definitely think at the moment it's... It's part of the beauty of these beers, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's holding up pretty well. Like, at, like I think it would easily get to 2025. Yeah. Would be my, as long as it's solid properly. Yeah. Um, would be my gut feel. Yeah, as long as you've looked after that. Yeah. Um, there's enough acidity and stuff in here that I don't think it's going to fall to bits. So this has moved house with me. <laughs> so that's a good sign. Yeah. For its seller ability. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's, it's been beaten around a little yeah. bit. Um, I think that'll do us for this episode. I think so. We've done well. Yeah. Um... If you want to get in touch, as always, you can get in touch at 
Dylan at beeroclockaustralia.com or Angus at beeroclockaustralia.com. Probably the latter if it's anything website related or um, just in general. Um, otherwise, yeah, comment on the website. Feel free. We can answer the view through there. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to our Canadian friends that found us. We spiked up oh, yeah. into the top 30 in the Canadian food charts. Yeah, <laughs> very interesting. So, But yeah, always good to, to have people from around the world listening. Um, and yeah, if you want us to talk about anything, just, just let us know. I actually had a Canadian beer oh, yeah. in the last week or so. Had the, nice uh, an old uh, McElsland <laughs> San Ambrose. <laughs> yeah, nice. 2012, it had fallen off a cliff. It was okay. too old. But I think the last know. one I had was a Trey's, whatever they're called. Uh, Trois Musketeer? Is that one? Maybe. The, I think it's the female. Oh, isn't that a Swiss brewery? Possibly. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so maybe I this is a good contest. <laughs> <laughs> this is as good a reason as any to wrap it up. But yeah, as always, please get in touch if you would like, and uh, we will be back as soon and as we can. Yep. <laughs> Cheers.